ఇప్పుడు గ్రేట్నెస్ ఆఫ్ గురూస్ ఫీట్ సాయి సత్ చరిత్ర చాప్టర్ ఫార్టీ ఫైవ్ ఫ్రామ్ వర్స్ సిక్స్టీ వన్ ఆన్వర్డ్స్ ఓకే విల్ సచ్ డివోషన్ ఎవర్ బీ అవర్స్ అండ్ బై వాట్ మీన్స్ క్యాన్ ఇట్ బీ అచీవ్డ్ ఐ ఫర్ వన్ ఎమ్ అ టోటల్ డిస్పేర్ ఐ హ్యావ్ హోప్ నో హోప్ ఇన్ వేన్ హ్యాస్ బీన్ మై బర్త్ కాకా సాహెబ్ వాజ్ అ లవింగ్ డివోట్ వై షుడ్ హీ హ్యావ్ సచ్ రిగ్రెట్స్ why should the steadfastness of the mind does give way to the restlessness and doubt shama's mind was agitated and disturbed on hearing this shama was the name of madhavrao who had a friendly feeling for kaka as he did not like kaka's attitude of mind and being overpowered by such a feeling of wretchedness and loneliness he said he who has been fortunate enough to have an adornment like baba why should he make such a piteous face when when indeed is he is his being alive when there is such steadfast devotion and faith at baba's feet why then this agitation of the mind and even if the devotion of the nath brothers is powerful is not ours to a loving devotion it has been the most categorical command for to you to read every day the 11th canto of bhagavat with a commentary by eknath and the bhavartha ramayana as well so also was it baba's teaching to chant the name of hari and guru which will take you safely across the ocean of worldly life then what is the reason for you to worry still it was kaka's constant worry as to whether it will ever be possible for him to follow even in the slightest degree the conduct of these nine yogis and to practice their observances and vows which was at heart as hard as walking on the sword's edge it became a great earnest longing in his heart that only the devotion of the nine yogis was the highest and the best and by what means will that be revealed to him only then will god be truly near and so such was the uneasy hankering in his mind sitting sleeping the same thought occupied him the next day a miracle took place listen to it in detail o listeners Just see the marvel of the experience. Early in the morning, Anand Rao, whose name was, name, surname was Pakhade, came to look for Madhavra. And that too he came in the morning at the time when Dikshit read Bhagavat. Anand Rao sat near Madhavra, narrating to him the novelty of his dream. Here, on the other hand, the reading of the Pothi was in progress. While there, they both kept whispering to each other. As a result the concentration of both the readers and his listeners was disturbed Anand Rao was by nature fickle minded he began narrating the dream to Madhavra talking listening in this way they both continued whispering and the pothi remained aside for a moment so kaka sahib then asked them what is such a wonderful thing that has happened or only you two are in such a happy mood do let us know also what it is Madhavra said oh only yesterday you had a doubt and here is the solution in an instant just see the characteristic of the devotion which takes you safely beyond the worldly life listen to pakade's dream and how baba gave him darshan your doubts will be resolved and you will also know that the devotion with which you worship the guru's feet is enough now everyone was most curious to listen to that dream especially so was kaka sahib and initially it was his doubt too seeing everybody's eagerness anand rao narrated his dream the listener who was well disposed and had faith were also astonished in an ocean i stood in the waist deep water suddenly sainath came there before my eyes on a bejeweled throne i sat sai whose feet were under the water such was the figure i saw looking upon that radiant form contentment flooded my heart who remembered then that it was but a dream the heart was overjoyed with that darshan and what a coincidence that there itself stood madhavrao who said to me with some feelings bow at his feet anandrao and so i replied to him oh i too have a keen desire to do so but his feet are under the water how will they come into my hands when the feet are in the water how can i place my head on the feet what should i do now oh i really do not understand anything 
on hearing this listen to what madhavrao said to baba oh god do take your feet out which are under the water and the moment he said this baba took his feet out of the water and the moment he said this baba took the feet out of the water at once i caught them and made obeisance when i thus held fast to his feet baba pronounced a blessing all will go well with you there is no reason for you to fear baba said further give a dhoti and a silk border to my shamya and you will enjoy peace and happiness hence obeying his order with reverence i have brought a silk border dhoti which kaka sahib please make madhavrao accept at your own hands do please agree to my request and make madhavrao wear it which will make me happy and i will be extremely grateful to you madhavrao had himself heard this request of anandrao but when kaka sahib began giving it to him he would not accept the dhoti he thought that in his mind this is merely a dream i must get a sign to convince me unless i have a vision i shall not accept it kaka sahib then said now let us experience for ourselves the truth of baba's words whether it would be proper to accept it or not will be indicated through chits whatever chit baba gives us will be regarded by us as the command and so they cast the chits at his feet resolving the following follow baba's command kaka sahib's reliance was wholly on baba so that he should first be consulted and then to proceed further in any matter and this was so even during baba's lifetime after his niryan his permission would similarly be obtained first but by putting cheats and dikshit would act accordingly with a firm determination with the work big or small without taking permission through cheats he would do nothing even at peril to his life baba's permission was always the ultimate authority when even the body which is offered at sai's feet is no longer one's own then what right has that man over its movements just consider how he spent an earning of lakhs of rupees on this pay and he remained firm in the resolve to the very end of your of his life your faith and loyalty will bear fruit i will send you an aeroplane and take you away in it have not a care in your mind baba's words of benediction came true to the letter the reader of sai leela magazine already know the unique manner in which kaka sai passed away when those conditions are called to the mind oh how can going away in an aeroplane be different what a happy death it was amid ceaseless chanting of the guru naam so dikshit was thus a resolute mind and his heart was always engrossed at sai's feet giving the same advice to friends and acquaintances he at last merged at the guru's feet now to proceed with the tale both of them accepted the stratagem of chits for they were both fond of kaka then without further delay the chits were written out in one chit it was written that dhoti should be accepted and the other that it should be refused then they were cast at the feet below his portrait when a child who was there was asked to pick up one of those the command their command came from madhara to accept it as was the dream so so was the chit everybody was delighted and then the silk bordered dhoti was put in shama's hand when anandrao's dream and madhara's chit concurred mutually the joy could hardly be contained it brought happiness and satisfaction to both madhara was pleased at heart anandra was happy too sai devotion was enhanced and kaka's doubt was also resolved we have been reading the story right from the time when he was doing a book now what book that was that was a book which was bhagavad dharma basically it was about the bhagavad dharma it was eknath bhagavati this is written by eknath eknath maharaj now eknath maharaj had written about the navnaths that had been there during the times or ancient times and how their devotion to the divine was and every now and then what happens is whenever there is a devotion our comparison to those who are the devotee of the divine we always compare ourselves to that particular person i am sure you know there are many people who think that i can sing like mirabai or i can be like kabir i can write dohas or some people will think that they can be much more greater than any of the ancient ones you know those who are the devotees of the divine so in the same way mother was also feeling the same so what did he say that i can be a better devotee of the divine but 
mind will always throw up these feelings. Okay, now how do I become that great devotee? These are the doubts which everybody has. Doubts, that means I want to cross that barrier. Everybody wants to cross a certain barrier in their world. So what are the levels of devotion again? Now, devotion can be of many kinds. Last time we discovered, discovered you know, the different kinds of devotion that are there. Devotion of a friend, friend to another friend. Or brother or sister. This is, these are the various types of devotions that we have taken into account. Now, in this also, when the story reading was going on, gentleman in question was very much worried that his devotion, he can never match up to the Navnats. Whereas, what are you actually comparing with? We want to cross that devotion. You want to reach a level where you can be the highest. But where are you today? You know, this question, if it is kept on asked to every, every person, they will say, nah, nah, my devotion will be so much. I can spend only one hour. I can spend half an hour. So there will be various people who will keep on saying, you know, maximum I can attend one satsang in a day. Beyond that, no, no, I go to my office or I do my work, I can do this. Beyond that, I do not have the time. Devotion is not measured by time. You remember the story which was told about devotion? Where Vishnu is asked, you know, the question, who is your highest devotee? And he says, there is this farmer who is my highest devotee. So Narad Muni goes over there to check out that fact. And he comes to know that this person takes name of the divine only three times. And Narad Muni doesn't even take once also. So Vishnu proves it to him that it does not require, devotion is not considered equal to the number of hours spent in devotion. I'm sorry, that is not the way of doing it. Devotion is measured in two ways. First, it is if you are doing your swadharma, the job which has been prescribed to you by your guru or by the divine, whatever the swadharma that is there, that if you are doing that particular job, and the second one is how many times do you remember the name of the Lord? Okay. In Narad Muni's case, he couldn't remember the name even once. Does it make him a lesser devotee? No. He is the one who has written the highest book on devotion, which is called the Narad Bhakti Sutra. So he is also the highest devotee. What is he doing? 24 bar 7, he is carrying that oil around the whole earth without spilling it. The job has been given to me by God. And if the divine has given me that job and if I am completely engrossed in it, I don't have to bother about it. And the other person is somebody who keeps on taking the name of the Lord. So, while doing your duties, taking the name of the Lord will give you more amount of closeness to the Lord. We have used four words in that. Again, faith. We have to have complete faith in the Lord. Complete faith. That means there should not be even an iota of doubt. How does the iota of doubt come? The iota of doubt can enter just like this, you know, just in a moment. How does it come? The iota of doubt comes like this. A person goes to a Babaji and asks the question, can you tell me whether my son uh, will be fine or no? And the Babaji says, okay, I have seen everything and I have come to know that he will be fine. Go. Now that those entire family goes back home, Omega will know about this. So the entire family goes back home, but the doubt is still there. Whatever that person had said, it is not coming true. The child is still autistic. 
he is exactly the way he is. There is no changes in him. Then what is it that can make the difference? So the first part is called faith. First you need to have faith. You don't need to believe in any Babaji's and Bobaji's of this world. Okay, First understand this. There is no need. If you have the ultimate faith in the divine, there is nothing to bother about. Second, the Guru is there. You need to surrender to the Guru 100%. I don't know whether they had gone to a Guru or whether they had gone to some Babaji. I really have no clue. But if there is a Guru which is there, which is a Guru, which is a Kulu Guru, or it might be the Guru which they might have met, and if you have completely surrendered to him, then there is no problem at all. Then he is going to take charge. If you remember yesterday, we were doing three things, you know, we, we, we came with that concentric circle theory, right? And the second part that we said, those who are in the center, those who are closer to the center, what happens? Now, what I told you all over there at that point in time is, those who are nearest to the center, they will listen immediately. They will be like Mother Rao. Mother Rao, go get me 21 rupees. So Mother Rao doesn't even think, he goes out, he may not have money in his pocket, he will go out, borrow the 21 rupees and give it in Baba's hand. He doesn't wait, he doesn't procrastinate, he doesn't say, na, Kal mera pagar aega, usme se tumko dunga. he is not talking like that. He doesn't say those words. He says, I have to get it, Baba has asked me just now, I have to go and get it and gets it. So the closer you are to that sage, to the guru, to God, the job will be done so fast. I told you every amount of, you know, let us say for example, the amount of procrastination that is done. I gave, Guru was sitting over here some time ago. At that time I, I just, he asked me a simple example. Yesterday you taught us all these things. Can you please tell me in detail how this happens? What exactly happens? So I said, let us assume that you have been told that your son is going to get an admission in a very big school. Okay. The name of the school we will just say, maybe is Bishop Cotton or something like that. So, take the letter, take the form, go to the school and get it admission. Because what has happened is, in the child's name, destiny that is, he is destined to be a student of that school and he is going to graduate SSE, that is SSE he will become from that school alone is the written lekhi, which is called destiny. Now what happens is, the person says, Oh, I have to download the forms. I don't have the time for downloads. I will do it tomorrow. Somehow he downloads the next day. Then he says, Oh, these people are asking where to get the, the, the birth certificate. The birth certificate is not with me. It is in the native place or something like that. Some. Then what happens? He says, I will fill it after some time. And then he says, Oh, I have to get all these attachments. Then I have to get this certificate. And then I have to do this. And then I have to go all the way. I have to drive down to the school. I will do it tomorrow. Tomorrow morning I will do it. The next morning, he gets a message from his boss saying that today we have the foreign delegates are coming. You better come to the office right at 8 o'clock in the morning. Then what happens? He tells, oh, I'm sorry, today I have a very urgent meeting. I will go tomorrow. Imagine that tomorrow never comes for a whole month. What happens? The admissions are over. The child doesn't get admitted. Then what happens? Oh, let us admit him in a nearby school for some time. Maybe next year we will try once again. So he get admitted in the neighboring school. And then next year? Oh no, admissions are after this from the secondary only, not in primary. Primary admissions are closed. Okay, okay, we will come when it is 5th standard. <laughs> Maybe 4th or 5th standard. So you go at the time when it is 5th standard. Again the dates are gone. Think about it. Huh? The dates are gone. Four years have gone in between. The dates are gone. And the form is ready. Everything is ready. But uh, it did not go at the last minute. And the school says all the admissions have been, uh, you know, all the forms have been taken. Admissions are over. And the person says, oh my God, but I am supposed to go and meet the principal. 
सो ही सेन सब प्रिंसिपल से मिलने का है नो नो एडमिशन सर नो एडमिशन सर प्लीज सर यू नो हाउ मच वी डू दिस and then finally he meets the principal think about all this thing ha huh? and by the way this is another school here in bangalore this is how they talk and the principal says you know what i am very sorry admissions are closed we cannot give admissions to you sir please sir my son is the only son and i i want him yours is the best school blah 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 all the maskabaji happens okay okay i have this you know i am a committee member you know i have this one seat with me but you know you will have to give some donation how much sir around 2 3 lakhs you will have to give sir 2 3 lakhs i don't have so much of money where will i get this money i am a poor man blah 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 and you know you are doing this you know how that fish market how you argue with the fisher woman no the principal and you are arguing and finally the principal says you know mere izzat ka sawal rakho 50000 mein to settle karna nahi to humko hai na principal ka position se nikal dega and imagine this principal who is supposed to be the principal of very big school not bishop cotton by the way some other he is negotiating like a like a fish market fellow okay fisher woman finally he negotiates incidentally in our case it was 25000 okay so i am just giving a figure of 50 just to make him look slightly decent and then he selling please you know you have to give me some advance my god look at that anyway after all these things suppose the child gets admitted now you will say five years have gone from the kg till fifth standard okay all right then you are talking about destiny do you know what the destiny had said he is going to graduate from that school <laughs> the destiny has written that he is going to graduate from that school maybe 10th standard or 12th standard whatever that is it is not mentioned whether he is going to join in kg or first standard or second standard or fifth standard who knows but meanwhile because of procrastination because of lethargy laziness what has happened five years have gone by now in the five years what all things have happened we'll take only one or two examples has he not sat in front of the principal and negotiated yes has he not said to the principal sir thoda kam karo thoda kam karo ma i am a poor man negotiations have happened isn't that an agami karma that has happened now don't you think these so many karmas that have happened in the 5 years this man he will have to go somewhere in the future life somewhere down the line and he will have to sit in principal's chair and the and the other person will have to sit in front of him and negotiate like that did you understand this agami karma which happened in this life he'll have to fulfill it in some other life in the future so has he not sanctioned himself another life so every time when the mind comes into the play you have sanctioned one more life one more life one more life one more life just imagine if you have procrastinated for 5 years how many lives you have added on i think maybe half a million lives who knows so why procrastinate why not do it right there and then so those who surrender to the guru and the god they don't procrastinate they do it instantly like this and when they do the job instantly then what happens the guru because you are listening to the guru there is no agami happening see there is no agami there is no choice of agami happening because there is no mind into play have you noticed it no mind into play no agami happens secondly the prarabdha will keep its pace the child will reach that particular destination right from the beginning till the end correct he doesn't have to face the principal or anybody he takes the normal admission right in kg and finishes the school right till the end of time finished so no agami has happened number 1 sanchit is not getting added on so what has happened the guru has taken charge of the agami and the sanchit he says that is my problem that is not your problem and what he has done with the prarabdha i told you yesterday 
the 20 year prarabdha he might compress it in 2 years and finish it off for you once and for all then what he has done is from the second year onwards you he has made your intellect pure and because the intellect is pure no karma happens nothing happens sanchit is wiped out prarabdha is taken care of you are on the way to moksha did you understand this it's a very simple i know uh, there are some who got terrible headache yesterday after listening to my satsang don't worry today no headaches a very simple story of uh, donations donate generously <laughs> so this is what it is so here what he is saying is why is the person having doubt that i cannot be a better devotee devotion is never measured in terms of how many hours you put in over there okay it's not like that it is not about how many rounds of malas that you are doing nothing like that you can take the name of the lord you can take the name of the guru you just have to do what he tells you to do in sense that just do your swadharma just do it don't bother about the rest of it all this time is not going to get lost there is no time getting lost otherwise because of procrastination by one person can you imagine what can go wrong any person who procrastinates can extend their life for ages you know how many million you know lives you can be just stuck up in this material world and what guarantee is there that you will be only human you may get 25000 lives of a dog wagging your tail maybe or maybe the dog catcher will come and take you who knows that how do you know or you may be uh, unfortunate part is you may be born in korea then what happens you become dog meat so so don't get into all these things so how do you know <laughs> so this is though it's a very funny thing but you know this will give you the true understanding that there is no point in procrastinating just do the job what you have been told to do without even using your mind don't use your mind there is no need just do it surrender do it faith devotion all these the four words that are there faith surrender love and devotion that's it beyond that you don't have to think now madhav rao had this very beautiful example in front of him in his world he listens and yet he has the doubts so the next day the other gentleman who comes over there says i got a dream and in the dream i saw sai baba now we have we have always sometimes you know when you see the divine and you get some instructions we may think hey what is all this is just a dream don't don't think like that if you see the guru or if you see ah uh, so we continue from here so he gets that particular dhoti i don't want to go back into the story i think you have understood the story so we'll take on from 111 however the essence of this whole story is that each one should think for himself that once you bow at the guru's feet the words that come from guru's mouth should be carefully attended to that is this is basically the satvashan in sense that whatever that comes from the guru's mouth that you have to listen to our condition our roles our thoughts and attitude only the guru knows totally and better than ourselves so also does he know the way to our upliftment as is the melody so is the diagnosis and so also is the medicine or the antidote that the sadguru administers to the disciple for curing the disease that is the worldly life at the end of it whatever that i explained didn't you understand that how many more lives do you want to keep on living like this it is better to move towards you know emancipation you should get out of this whole thing so what is more important is how do you get out of it there is already a technology expert cto of this what cto of enlightenment <laughs> so so you should follow him and do what is necessary what yeah he has his own cloud also don't worry <laughs> and the applications are also existing so use those applications and reach that place this is so simple so the way in which the guru conducts himself should not be imitated 
This is a very funny understanding people have. Okay, just because okay, now what happened was very funny thing. Huh? Uh, you know, I have this habit of saying certain words which are Hindi words or maybe Marathi words, and uh, some people <laughs> started picking up that language. So. <laughs> Yesterday there was someone who said, you know, uh, why should I bother about it? And he said it in a very casual way, the words which I use. I said, do you know what you said? He said, yeah. I said, you are using this language which is not allowed. <laughs> but Guru, you say the same words, don't you? <laughs> I said, of course, I say the same words. Okay. That doesn't mean that you use them because it may be offensive to people. You get the point. So sometimes the words can be very offensive. Sometimes they may not make sense to the people in front of you. Hmm. It, it is like, it's like, you know, uh, it may be a slang, it may be some language or it may be the mannerisms. The mannerisms could be, you know, like uh, I have seen Tej doing mannerisms about me. Many a times she will, she will imitate me the way I speak. But that's just in fun. It's okay. But if you take up the mannerism in your daily life, it may cause you a lot of problems. So let us not get into all those things. So the way in which the Guru conducts himself should not be imitated. But follow respectfully what comes from the Guru's mouth. Concentrate the mind only on those words and contemplate on them alone all the time. For that itself will be the cause of upliftment. Always remember this. Whatever the Guru tells you is the Pothi Purana. It is also its own clarification. But our attention must be on the main instructions. For to us, that is the Vedas. See, whatever that I explained to you in three different broken down conditions, I think it is a very simple way of understanding it. We have to do our job, so let us do it. It is nothing but what we call as a Swadharma. Whatever is our Swadharma, we, we need to do it. Ramakrishna ji yesterday asked what is the meaning of the word Swadharma. I said that which comes to us very very naturally. For which we don't have to run after it. You know, we don't have to run after it. It comes to us very naturally, very easily, right there itself. That is what you got to do. Some of us are in certain professions. Now that profession is what we have been doing for donkey's years. Some of us are into different kinds of activities. Some may be in activities like drawing, painting and so on and so forth. So let us continue with that as well. So the, the right approach is going to be that you are made for a particular cause, for a particular reason, that is what we got to follow. That's it. That is called doing the Swadharma, taking the name of the Lord, constantly chanting his names or thinking about him. That is what we got to do. Devotion is based on that alone. And doing, now those who have the Guru in their life and home, if whatever that he says, you just need to do what is necessary. There is no need of adding to it what your mind thinks. Because the moment you put something that is there concerned in your mind, we will get into very big trouble. And that is the reason we need to avoid it. Okay? Never show disrespect to the words of any saint. But who else will look after us as our own mother? Her tender affection and love for the child is genuine. But the child does not know the pleasure in what she does for him. Whatever his fault desire, she always indulges him. There is one very beautiful example which is given by Ramakrishna Paramahansa. Ramakrishna says, you know, you should be like a child. Now what does the child do? Now the child wants maybe a fuga or something like that, one, one balloon. So he tells his mother, I want a balloon. Mummy says, no. After some time she says, no, again. The child keeps on pestering her. Finally, the mummy says, Okay, take the money from the pocket and buy the fuga. So, what has happened over there is the money, the mother is very benevolent, she is very kind. But suppose he says that I want to buy a knife or something like that, you really think she will allow him to do that? No way. If, if there is something which is harmful to the child, she will not allow. Absolutely no. She will put her foot down and say, no, you cannot have this today. The child may cry at that point in time. So the mother knows best, isn't it? 
If the mother knows best, the guru is nothing but the mother alone. What he does is, he takes care of everybody like the child. Everybody is his child, so he is going to be benevolent to everybody. If he thinks that it is not right for you, he will not allow you to do any of those things. And incidentally, in case, if we try our level best like that child, you know, I want to do it, I want to do it. Sometimes, he can give two tight slaps and say, no, you are not going to do it. It may hurt our ego. Many a times it hurts the ego saying that, how can you talk like this? But that is exactly how it is to be done. Because sometimes there are some things are very, very harmful. They should not be indulged in. So, the guru is like a mother who takes care and says, no, these things should not be done. Or many a times, he will ensure that you don't even go to that place. You try to book as many tickets as you want, the ticket always gets cancelled or the train doesn't move or something or the other happens or some some relative will come up at the wrong time and then you will say, oh my god, I was supposed to go. I was supposed to go. Of course not, you are not even supposed to go. Because if you land up over there, you can get in trouble. So you are not allowed to go. So this is what the Guru does. He keeps obstacles also in the way so that you are not able to go to that destination. Otherwise, you can get into a very big trap. So that he doesn't allow all these things. Never show disrespect to the words of any saint. But who else will look after us as our own mother? Her tender affection and love for the child is genuine. But the child does not know her pleasure in what she does for him. Whatever the fond desire, she always indulges him. There are innumerable saints in the world. But the moving earnest words of Sai's mouth that our father, Guru, is ultimately our father, the Guru, should be engraved on our heart. Hence, keep your attention fixed on the words from Sai's mouth. For he, who is the storehouse of compassion, he alone will remove the threefold affliction. Only he knows. You know the threefold affliction, no? The threefold afflictions are... Do you remember? Or no? Adhivoti, Adhidaivik and Adhyadmik. These are three kinds of afflictions that people suffer from. So the Guru, what he does, he takes them away from you. Only he knows his own ways. We should just watch with fond admiration how wonderful are his leelas and how effortlessly they come about. Whatever another man may say, he should just listen to it all. But our aim should not be lost sight of and the words of our own Guru should never be forgotten. It is here and here alone that our highest good lies. In this itself is our overcoming the fear of worldly life. And our Potipuran, our Japa, penance, religious observances, all are in this and this alone. Yesterday we did a verse where it was mentioned by Sri Krishna himself. What does he say to Prithu? He says to Prithu, that there is no need of following any any of those Vedas or the Shastras if you are the devotee of the divine. Don't get into all these, you know, Sasranams and all those things that are there. They are of absolutely no use. Because where are they going to lead you to? They are only going to lead you to, okay, I know the 151, 152 name is this and you keep on by them. Okay. Now, think about it. Though there are those type, type of people who buy hard this. You know that? So you really think that these people have reached a stage of enlightenment or something? I am sorry. You will find that even a parrot can buy hard those things. You tell the parrot or the monkey, okay, now you say these words. He will also buy hard. So you mean to say that that parrot is going to reach a state of realization or something? No. In the same way, you will find that if you record the conversation, if you record those things, and every day you play those 1001 names. Do you think that the CD or the DVD or whatever is going to reach realization or what? Come on, don't be, don't be silly. That is not the way of reaching that particular place. By parroting something, you cannot. By thinking about the Vedas and the Shastras and saying neti neti all the time, you cannot reach. Devotion is the only path which is opened by Sri Krishna and what he says, that is all that you need to follow. Don't get into all these very complex books. Today in the morning we were doing one very wonderful book. And in that, there is a very, very, very funny line that comes over there. 
Now till today, I don't think anybody has ever understood the meaning of those words. James is the brother of Jesus. And at that point in time, James is saying certain words to Jesus. And Jesus is answering him. When he is answering him, he says some very strange words. I will read them out to you. The words are so very strange. <clears throat> he says, James, do not be concerned for me of all these people. I am the one who was within me. Never did I suffer at all and I was not distressed. These people did not harm me. Rather, all this was inflicted upon a figure of the rulers and it was fitting that this figure should be destroyed by them. Now, these words are very profound. How many actually know these things? You can ask anybody on this planet Earth. Ask them whether they actually understood what these words say. The words are telling you some very different story. Jesus Christ has come down from the cross. He has been put in that tomb. He has walked out alive third day, three days later. He walks and he meets Mary Magdalene. And then he meets all his disciples over there. And these are the words that are said to James. James is his brother by the way. And when he says these words, these are very strange words. What are they saying? They are saying, never did I suffer at all and I was not distressed. That means, who was put on the cross? Then he says, I am the one who was within me. So who is the one there now, just now in front? He is the one who was within Jesus. Not Jesus. Not Jesus. Then he says, rather that this was inflicted upon a figure of the rulers. The rulers, the aeons and the archons and everybody that is concerned in this world. These are the people, what they did is they had put up somebody over there. And then what happens? It was fitting that this figure should be destroyed by them. Who destroyed the figure? The Romans. The Jews over there who committed him, they destroyed the figure. So the one who was right there in front of him, of all these people and James, and who was answering him, was the father in heaven, as a son. So Christ himself, in the form of father, was addressing the people over there. But how many will actually understand? This is never understood. It is never told in the Bible also. It is never told in any other book. This is the strangeness of these kinds of very strange books that are there. So what happens is, the meanings of the words, you may read the Bhagavad Gita a hundred times or you may read any Poti Puran, anything. But words can never be understood. They are, they are written in a coded language. That is why they are called codices or codex. So, so what does he do? That is the Pothi Puran. What he says is actually the Pothi Puran. In short, love your Guru with single-minded devotion. Make obeisance unto him. How can there be darkness before the sun? Similarly, the ocean of worldly life does not exist for such a one. Be anywhere in the world, near or afar, even beyond the seven seas. But the Guru's love for his devotee has no bounds. You may be in any corner of the world. You may be in South America for all you care. Or you may be in Mexico. Does it really matter? It does not matter. You may be in the United States. You may be in Singapore for all I care. But you will find that the Guru's love for the devotee has no bounds. It can never be bound in one place. It can never be kept in one place. It can be anywhere, anytime. And so, as I write this, another tale comes to my mind as to how he brings trouble upon himself. Who does something on seeing somebody else do it? Once when Baba was in the mosque with Mahasapati, he suddenly remembered his earlier bed of the wooden plank. In breath, only one and a quarter wheat. That means, wheat means this much, you know. Wheat, wheat means this much. 
what we say as ek eat you know like they say in hindi when you stretch out your palm completely from one end to the other end that is called yes so that is what it is it was one and a quarter one and quarter that means slightly more than this so much with the pieces of rags tied at both the ends the plank was suspended from the roof of the mosque like a swing one should not sleep in the dark so baba used to sleep on the plank at night with earthen lamps burning at the head and the foot of his bed a detailed description of this plank has already been given in the earlier chapter so now listen to its significance once as baba was earnestly describing the importance of this plank listen to the thought that arose in the mind of kaka sahib dikshit <coughs> and he said to baba if you are so fond of sleeping on the plank i shall very lovingly suspend it from the roof then you can comfortably lie on it baba said to him leaving malsapati below how can i sleep up alone i am all right below as i am so kaka very lovingly said further i will suspend another plank you can sleep on one and malsapati on the other just listen to the baba's reply or to this can he sleep on the plank indeed only he can sleep on the plank who is an aggregate of virtues only those people in this world are capable of sleeping on the plank those who have all the virtues in the world basically the normal human beings are not in a position to do that sleeping on the plank is not easy who can sleep on it except me such sleeping is possible only for him who can drive away sleep and keep his eyes open when i go to sleep i command him mahasapati put your hand in, on my heart and keep sitting near me but even this work he cannot do he keeps nodding drowsily when he is sitting to him this plank is of no use this plank is my bed only in my heart the chanting of the name goes on ceaselessly the divine gurus if you are ever in a position to meet one of them if you listen to their heart you will find the chant is continuous the chant is going on inside their body okay and this is a very strange experience that a person can have the highest of the devotees can actually hear the chant going on whatever the chant that is there so the in my heart the chanting of the name goes on ceaselessly see for yourself by keeping your hand there and if i happen to fall asleep wake me up when when such an instruction to him when he himself falls asleep instead his hand becomes heavy as a stone on my calling out bhagat the sleep disappears from his eyes causing him in confusion and fright one who cannot sit sit steadily on the ground whose seat is not firm the man who is a slave of sleep that is tamas how can he sleep on a height this baba pointed out at the appropriate time and out of affection for the devotee do the duty ordained by your own nature and do not limitate the law of another isn't this the same thing that we started with your swadharma whatever is your swadharma you may be a motor mechanic do the job of a motor mechanic meticulously if you have been doing a job of a clerk for the last 20 years of your life do the job of a clerk meticulously don't say that you know mera ye kaam nahi hai suppose you are doing a particular job which is different than what you are now you may be some other person like maybe an it professional do that it professional job you may be good in some other by the way you may you may shine in some other which is not your profession i'm sorry you are doing a very wrong thing if you have the capacity of doing a particular kind of a job which you have been doing for the last so many years now you may ask i have been doing a job for the last 10 years and what is the job that i am doing for the last 10 years oh i am working in a bank and i think i should not be working in a bank i think i am cut out for opening industries i want to become a ceo of a corporation and i want to become something else okay so you think you can become something else who says that hasn't destiny given you this position of that particular employee of the bank for the last 10 years has it not given you 
So think about it. If somebody has been working for 15 years or 20 years in a particular job, what is it that they are supposed to do? They are supposed to do what they, are, what they have been destined to do. They are sitting in that particular position and that job has to be done perfectly. So always remember this. Do the duty ordained by your own nature. Your own nature will guide you. The guiding will come from your own nature. How is your nature? Suppose you know how to make money. You know very well that you are a, a person who can be a business person. If you know how to cure people, you are the right person for curing that person. Many years ago when Padma came to me and she asked me this question, I told her, Padma, what is the special thing that is there in God has given you? Padma has the ability to take people's, you know, all afflictions away. That is what she has been made for. She is good at it. She has been doing it for donkey's years, I think, now. That is what it is. So she should be good in what she is doing. She does it perfectly. So why will I ever tell her to stop it? Baba will never tell anybody to stop these kind of things. You know that? They are the job that you are supposed to do. You know, I have seen her writing the notes. She does it in shorthand. She has learnt it. And that's what she does. Exactly what everybody has been given these special qualities. Everybody has this, some special quality in them. And that is what they got to do. You understand this? So understand this line. Do the duty ordained by your own nature and do not imitate the law of another. Don't try to do something as the other person is doing. Imagine tomorrow I want to become an estate agent. What do you mean by that estate agent? I have been marketing all my life and now also what do you think I am doing? Selling God to you. I am selling God to you. I am the marketing person advertising him. God, 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 God. Okay, keep on japa. Doesn't this, doesn't this tell you something? It tells you that I have never left my profession anywhere. I learned my profession 20, I don't know how many years that I have worked. But I have learned how to market God. So here I am doing it for you, right in front of you. The Leelas of Sai are inscrutable. And following my Guru's instructions, okay? This is the most important thing. My Guru has told me this. I have to do this. Yes, initially I was very reluctant because uh, how can I do that? I'm not cut out for that. But no, he showed me. This is what you are capable of. Go and do it. And here I am doing what I have been told to do. Teach. Do what is necessary. The Leela of Sainath are inscrutable. Hence, Hemad is absorbed at his feet and Sai too remembers him, having blessed him with his grace. We'll be to all. Here ends the 45th chapter of Sri Sai Samarth Satcharit called The Greatness of the Guru's Feet. As inspired by the saints and the virtuous, and composed by the devotee Hemad Panth. So finally in the end we have understood that this chapter is all about doing what it comes to you naturally and taking the name of the Lord. Okay? So we will stop over here.